0: We have a very special edition of the For the Record podcast on tap today because for the 17th episode, we welcomed into our offices Paul Fowl and Treva Gibson, two contestants on NBC's The Voice this season who also happened to be from this area. And even though they obviously didn't win the competition, sad face, you can certainly imagine the lessons learned, experiences had, and stories to tell that they walked away with. Which is why I... I'm just going to step out of the way and let the tape roll, which is a good thing. FNP reporter Paige Jones sat down with the two recently to talk about what it's like to be on the show, which famous people they may or may not have met during their time out west, some of their biggest memories from the experience, and of course, what's next in their lives as musicians and everything else in between. Now, there's a ton, and I really, really mean this, there's a ton of great insight in this. You will not want to not listen to this. There's so much in here that you're going to want to hear a lot of really really interesting nuggets of information that they shared. Both artists were also kind enough to perform one song each, the first of which we are going to play now. So here's Paul Fow with one of his original tunes that he described as an oldie but a goodie. After that, we'll start right into the unedited interview, which will also take us up to Treva's performance, which happens to be an Amy Winehouse cover, so you're not going to want to miss that because holy cow she knocks that out of the park. Anyway, my name is Colin McGuire, and this is the For the Record podcast on Frederick News Post and frederickplaylist.com.
1: I want to see you every day, pour your coffee, send you on your way, be the one you call to say, darling won't you send your love my way. Wanna hear the floorboards creak beneath those feet of yours behind me? Now pretend to play along, darling. If you send your love my way, you can write it in a letter. Maybe you just call. You can shout it to the whole room Whisper in the hall And I said, darling Send your love To me Darling, send your love To me I just want to breathe you in Baby, I don't know where to begin when it comes around again, darling, I'm gonna send my love you away. You can write it in a letter, maybe you just call. You can shout it to the room, whisper in the hall, and I said, darling, send your love. Send your love to me Send your love Nothing beats walking with you, you're a treasure Never gonna let the pirates come to get you Baby, you're as sweet as they come and I'ma let you I'ma fill you up with some love and affection Call. you can shout it to the roof room, whisper in the hall, and I sit darling, send your love to me, send your love to me, send your love. I wanna see you every day. I wanna see
2: you every day. Cool. Boom. Thank you. Yeah. We can go anytime. You yeah. or you can go. You, you do it by yourself.
3: So I thought we could start off, if you guys just want to introduce yourselves, who you are, where you're from, how old you are, that sort of thing. Ladies
2: first. Aw, so sweet. Well, I'm Truda Gibson,
4: and I am 17, and I'm from
2: Frederick, Maryland. I'm Paul Fowle. I'm 26, and I'm from Myersville, Maryland.
3: Okay. Um, actually, I have a question for you. When writing up your stories, we, we're we actually trying to figure out, you go to Walkersville High School. Yeah. So are, do you live in the Walkersville town, or do you live in Frederick?
4: I live like. Right across the bridge,
3: you know how there's like a bridge that separates like Walkersville and Frederick, I live Okay. There. like Dearbot, Okay. I live there. Gotcha, okay, yeah. so we were trying to figure out like, is she a Walkersville native or it's is she like a, a Frederick native? Okay. I live in Frederick, okay. and I go to Walkersville. Okay, gotcha, All right, that was an unrelated question. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just curiosity. <on. laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you both have just been on The Voice, or I guess it's just been airing it, Filmed back in November, December. Yeah, like I guess
2: September, October, November. Like September's when we started filming like the stuff before the blinds. Yeah, that was when we started filming like the interviews and the walk-ups, like when we walk up with our parents into the building and all that stuff. We started doing that September.
4: September, October.
2: What day did you go on your blinds? Were you in the first three days?
4: I was first day yeah you had to go back didn't you yeah
2: so like they started doing blinds in October and then I don't we're not allowed to say what happened but there's something happened and they had to send us home and uh, (laughs) yeah everything was fine just like it was just they were doing two seasons at once because they were still they were going they were doing lives for season seven and uh, so they had to send day four and day five back I was day four so they sent us back for like or four days, and so November's when we came back. So
4: yeah, oh gosh, but like at least you made it. Cause I feel so bad for the people that had to fly back out and then for didn't no reason. Even the worst was Kevin. There's a
2: kid. There's a kid who was on day five. He was at it. He left his sister's wedding early, flew over, <gasps> and while his plane was in the air, they filled the teams up. So he literally landed, found out that he didn't get an audition, and then had to fly back a few hours later. No.
4: Like,
5: and he's from
2: Virginia, so like it's like That's,
4: that. Huh?
2: Who was that? Evan, Evan McKeel. Evan, you remember him?
4: He's he's twin. Huh? Is that him, or was that another guy? He was like really skinny. Yeah,
3: he's a twin. Oh, he is. Yeah.
2: Oh, so that was his twin sister. Okay, we're going like way off topic. (laughs) No, no, you're fine.
3: You're fine. So actually, I wanted to. One of my questions was. So it seems like when you watch the show, it looks like you guys are all these, you know, competitors. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, up against each other, but. From talking with both of you, um, I know we've done a few interviews, it sounds like you guys all kind of form this bond behind yeah. stage that you don't necessarily see on camera. Absolutely. So if you guys could just talk about what it was like to, you know, if, whether you're waiting to perform or you're just hanging out with everybody, what it was like.
4: It's like, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a competition and stuff, but it never really like runs through your head that often. And that's why I was so upset when I got kicked off and stuff, because it was like, not that I lost or anything because I was fine with it. I made it so much further but it was just like the shock of going home because like you make so many like friends and family like, I, like I'm like i like Paul's my brother and stuff mm-hmm. and like I still talk to people every single day and so it's not a competition. I like to say it's family and the whole voice fam thing isn't like something we're trying to make look good it really is like that.
2: Yeah like the, I mean we're all in the same spot. I mean we're all different ages and things and different experience levels yeah. and stuff but when it comes to this experience like we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to make it in the music industry, and and so like there's like that pressure, and the fact that we're not allowed to like leave the hotel we're, we're at, and we're there for months and months and months. So you like friends. you just hang out all the time, and you have, I mean, the cool thing is like you you already know you have a common interest, and that's singing, and playing music. So, uh, you know, and you can all, and for the most part, conversations kind of start out with like, oh, what 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 would you do today? Like, oh, I had this interview. Like, I'm doing this tomorrow. It's so, like just kind of feeling each other out for like what's going on and um i don't know just like it's like the tightest forming bond that has ever happened in such a short period of time yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing but like she said I, I still talk to people on a daily basis like brian who just made it to the top 12 on adam's team he's like one of my good friends josh like uh, all three of us like have a little group chat going <laughs> or, you know so like uh, james from adam's team like uh, so many people like mm-hmm. just like she said lifelong bonds
3: yeah so you mentioned so the filming started in September and you guys were all kept in a in a hotel where yeah. it just kind of over a few months so were you allowed to so how did you deal with school and I know that you you know perform gigs how did you deal we with did, we personal did We did there yeah
4: there was a teacher and like all the other kids we'd have to get together and like do school together every day. They had it the
2: worst because yeah. <laughs> on top of all this stress and all this stuff that we have to do for the show they still had to do school three four or five but hours a But the good day. thing
4: is that like on actual show days we'd get to like escape for an hour because mm-hmm. they had to give us school if it was during the week mm-hmm. so we get to just like leave all the stress and stuff but yeah. my like, day of blinds was not a school day. So I didn't get to do that. Oh. I was just stuck with everybody. I was on the first day. It was so terrifying. Yeah. It's
2: gotta be rough. Like, yeah. First person first day has gotta be the worst position. Oh, like,
4: yeah, no, I was Because you don't the even know, the
2: like, they haven't heard anybody yet. You know what I mean? You're the first one. They're probably yeah. not gonna hit the button on the first person. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many people after that.
4: I couldn't imagine that.
3: So you had to do school. Did you, I mean, were were you just hanging out for a few months, or? <laughs> yes, uh,
2: yeah. They call it the Voice Resort and Spa because, like, oh, wow. uh, not they, like some of some of the crew does. Uh, oh, just okay. because, especially in the first segments, because uh, for the blind segment, like we get out there in September and start filming the interviews, and there's probably like 110 of us or so at that point, um, and so there's so many people that have to do all these things, so there's a lot of waiting around. Yeah. So there was a lot of swimming. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, jamming, like there was so many like song circles where oh, everyone yeah. would jam out. There was a lot of, uh, we were allowed to leave like within, it started out like we had to sign out when we leave. And we could leave like within like the two lights and then people would go beyond that. And they're like, all right, well then stay within a mile. And like, so yeah. like we could walk around and go shop or go eat. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, this was like in the fall and the winter. So we were just Especially us, like we're just happy to be away from the snow and
3: yeah, that was uh, the magic.
2: But yeah, there's a lot of sitting and waiting around. uh, At first, the more people are, the less people that um, yeah picks up. The less people there are through each segment.
3: Okay, so so what is it? What was it like coming back here after spending you know a few months in L.A. Is that correct? To you know, kind of coming back, I guess, to real life.
2: (laughs) To real life. Yeah, it really is like L.A. is like such a I, that was the first time I'd been there for this experience. I, I'd been to Palm Springs when I was like a little kid, but um, it really seemed to me the whole thing. I, I don't know if anyone is like a Lost fan, like the TV show Lost.
3: I'm familiar <laughs> with it. I,
2: and it, We were doing so much back and forth, and every time I'd come back, I would just be like so depressed to like, and not because I was, oh, I'm back in Frederick. It was, it was because like, like we left all of our people, like, because we're doing this top secret thing that we're not allowed to talk to anybody about. Mm-hmm. So you come home. I play like five, you know, gigs a week, so like people are like, hey, you haven't been playing any gigs for the past few months, like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, nothing. Why are you in California? (laughs) "Uh, I don't don't know. So, uh, you know, like that part is weird. So like when I was home, I was like, I must get back to the island, you know, like that was like my my thought process from it. But um, I mean, I love the hometown, but it was just dealing with uh, all that secrecy and lying to people and stuff. I rather would have just been out there and not had to deal with that. I don't know how you feel about it, but.
4: I mean, like. I don't like lying and stuff, but um, it's like, you get used to it, and it's not like you're lying for any sort of malicious reason, like, you, it's, nobody gets mad at you, like, nobody was like, oh, why didn't you tell me, you're such a liar, Mm -hmm. no, they were like, oh, that's why, (laughs) but um, it was so weird coming home, and just, like, trying to, like, adapt myself, because, like, when you're out there, everything's moving so fast that you don't have time to be jet-lagged, it's Mm -hmm. just, like, you move straight into it and stuff, like, I remember, like, as soon as I flew over, they were like, okay, time to go to wardrobe within an hour. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Been on a plane for six hours, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just coming home and like, sleep schedules are messed up. I had such a weird time going back to school and just sitting yeah. there. It was weird. Yeah. And talking to people. That's
2: gotta be weird. Like, I mean, I stick out like a sore thumb with my, my hat and my glasses <laughs> and my long sweaters that I wear. So like, it's weird for me, like, going out, like, just... Like to be in school, that's gotta be crazy because like people recognize me when I go out, and but you're in school, everyone in your school knows, you know what I mean? So like that's gotta be, to me it's like terrifying sometimes when people are like, hey, 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 and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like I gotta stay home or something. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, because I'm not like a really social person. Like I don't love yeah. attention. I like attention when I'm singing, but otherwise I'm like, okay, we can mm-hmm. we can stop. <laughs> but um, like the first day back, I walked into my first class and everybody started clapping. And I was like, guys, you don't have to do that.
2: Sorry. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Drop my ring. Sorry.
4: Um, I was like, you guys don't have to do that. <laughs> and yeah. like, um, just random people in the hallways that I'd never talked to were starting to come up to me, and like that I anticipated. But the weirdest thing was going out in public and having people being like, Yeah, you're that girl from The Voice.
2: We were at Chick Fil A. Like after that <laughs> WFRE, it was just so funny. Like two people from like this national TV show are in a Chick Fil A in Frederick, Maryland. It was just so funny. Yeah. But, um, People
4: were just kind of staring at us like,
2: wait a second, why are they both here? I know that hat, I've seen that <laughs> hat before. Um, we didn't even
4: plan to meet up too. We No, like- it was
2: totally random. And that's why, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going for dinner after this, but
4: <laughs> I'm gonna stalk if you, you show up. <laughs> no, just know that it's like
3: something ingrained in us. It is,
2: know? we're just like, we have this like, this magnetic, ethereal bond. <laughs> yeah.
3: So how many times have you guys run into each other and I mean, it was only right just that after day. That, yeah. Yeah. just that one We did this
2: interview, and it was funny because I was like, hey, guys, I got to go. I was meeting up with my, my, my dad and my brother and my girlfriend for some, like, just some dinner at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I was and like, I, I got to get out of here. And she stayed and did her, you know, we were doing those things. Chatting. Like, when you listen to the radio, It's like, this is Paul Fowl, and You're listening to WFRE. So, like, we were doing those. Oh, yeah. I finished mine. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. And then I'm sitting there eating my chicken nuggets and in walks
4: Treva. I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Well, because um, we weren't even going to go in, because I begged my mom, like, please, please, can you go to Chipotle? Because I love Chipotle. It's my yeah, favorite it's the best, place. Yeah. It's so good. And But then we saw like one of my mom's friends, and I was like, oh, mom, let's go inside and say hi to them. like yeah. We haven't seen it, them in a while. So we walk in, and I'm standing there and chatting with them and stuff, and then I just hear my name being called, and I was like, was that Paul? And I yeah. turn around, and I see his girlfriend and his dad, and I'm just like, oh, hey again. Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, that's funny. I just wonder what other people thought yeah. at that moment. <laughs> So have there been any other like kind of weird experiences since being back? Has anybody like kind of ran down and tried to get your autograph or, you know, paparazzi stalking you guys?
4: I went shopping with my friends and we were walking around like Forever 21 or something, just looking around, like not making a big deal or anything, not being too loud. And then uh, one of my friends is like, are those people following us? Oh, and then goodness. like I looked and they start like laughing and freaking out and I'm like, yeah, I think so. My friends were like, "Oh my God, what do we do?" Because like I had already gotten a couple days of this, mm-hmm. just to experience okay. that. So, so
2: I had like, because uh, I went back to my high school, um, and I saw you know a bunch of the high schoolers, or whatever. But like a week later, I had like uh, on Instagram you can send like direct messages, like direct pictures. So I had one from this kid, like you know, like a high school kid, and he just like I so I open it up, and he is in his car, taking a picture of me in my car like while we're driving <laughs> and he was like, did I just snipe you? And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but I was just like, th- so that was like kind of funny. And the other, <laughs> the weird thing is like, when you're home, you expect it, like especially in Myersville. Like I was at the gas station before I got here and the ladies came out They were behind the counter except i going there forever, like I've grown up there. So and they're like, oh my gosh, it's good to see you. And so like, you expect that in your hometown, you expect that in Frederick County, you know, but uh, like I've got, done a little bit of traveling. I was in South Carolina, uh, I was with Travis. He was also on Team Pharrell. He went, went to Blake's team, but um, and we were just like walking around downtown, and like people recognize you. And uh, I was in Memphis. Probably worse
4: because it's the two of you. Yeah. It, it, <laughs>
2: what was funny is this guy came up. He was a doctor. He was just up like a doctor, and he came up and get, he get, he's like, "Are you that guy from The Voice?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So he gave Travis his phone. He's like, "We take a picture of us." Uh, oh, and I yeah. was like, "I was like, Travis is from The Voice too." He goes, Somebody
4: did that to Brooke and Sawyer. Like they were like, "Oh, can you take a picture?" And she was like.
2: Yeah, it's just funny. Like it was funny to me. A bunch of people did that that day, and I was like, Travis, you gotta get a hat or something. You gotta yeah. get something yeah. that people yeah. can recognize you from. And then at the Grizzlies game, like when James was singing the national anthem, like people were like coming down. Like while we we're on the court, while he was singing, like they're coming down and like asking me to sign. Like because they couldn't get a picture with me, cause, like they're up, whatever. So they yeah. like have me sign something, and. James, who's getting ready to sing the national anthem, they didn't even, I was like, he was on The Voice too. They're like, no, he works for FedEx because he's wearing his uniform. (laughs) And uh, and I was like, no, he really was. He's on Adam's team. So like, it's just, uh, it's been weird just getting, especially when you're, hundreds or thousands of miles away from home. Yeah. Like, I got recognized in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's me. crazy. Like, that's the, that's the way you way. to it. Because
4: I was expecting it in Frederick, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is weird when I was shopping an hour away. But then, like, we're driving up, and we stop at a rest stop in Pennsylvania. Okay, middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there at Starbucks, and then my mom noticed, like, two people that are, like, look really excited and stuff. And then
1: I was like, <laughs> maybe
4: they recognize us. And I was saying, like, maybe I'm not that important. And then I walk up, and the barista... One of the baristas asked the other baristas, like, what are they laughing about? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then later she goes, are, you were on the voice, right? And I was,
5: mm, yep. Yeah.
4: That was me. <laughs> yeah. It's just my, my reaction every time because like, people look like they're so hesitant to say it, like they're about to, and they're fighting with themselves. Yeah. And then they're like, Wer, were you that? And I'm like, yeah.
3: Like <laughs> I'll but, beat you to that. the punch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Or they're like, this is a weird question. I'm like, no, it's not.
3: It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're asking what I think you're asking, it's okay. <laughs> um, so I guess just kind of, I guess, rewinding or delving into your past, how did you both get started and why why music, why did you kind of, how did that start? Let me start? Go, first. You go first. Okay. Let, let <laughs> you
2: first. I'll always let you go first. Oh, thank you. And because Mom. if I start, I'll ramble and you'll just be I like, do too, come though. on, like, what? oh, let's go. Oh, let
4: me talk. <laughs> um, well, I'd always, I always really loved singing when I was little and stuff, but I never actually knew that I could sing until I was about 11 or 12 I think something inside me just exploded and I started to sing all the time and people were saying you know you're really good and all that so I was in chorus but um, I did like a couple talent shows and then uh, freshman year I decided I'd go and try out for X Factor and I didn't make it far enough to get a call back or anything but I like got through a couple rounds which was really cool. And then X-Factor, I was going to try out again, but X-Factor got canceled in the U.S., so I was saying, you know what, might as well go for the voice. And the reason why I kind of strayed away from the voice is um, because with X-Factor, I would be able to walk up and be like, hi, my name's but my parents are deaf, because I didn't think I was good enough to just be on the voice and like have faith that the coaches would turn just for my voice. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I figured it was worth a shot, and I'm really happy that like x didn't work out and The Voice did because it's just so much more positive like all the crew members, other contestants, everybody is just really like supports and roots for each other, Mm -hmm. so it all worked out. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I started, uh, I don't know, I come from a big family, I have two older sisters and two younger brothers and they all just growing up would sing, like my sister Melissa was in chorus, my sister Aubrey would, they would sing in talent shows and stuff, my brothers they all just would sing in the car and stuff, and I was always like the one that I was all I've always to this minute to this second I've always been the black sheep in my family, and I've <laughs> always been the different one the one that just walks the other way. And um, so I just would never sing, I, I just wasn't into it. And then I started playing guitar when I was 14. Um, you know I just uh, I played trumpet first in fifth grade but I quit after like two weeks and then my parents were like well you'll never play another instrument again and I was like well good because I don't want to and then then I started getting interested in guitar because I heard uh, my dad would play all sorts of good music Beatles, Eagles, I always say uh, bands named after bugs and animals Um, (laughs) but he listened to all sorts of good music and so I just remember listening to While My Guitar Gently Weeps in his car and later I found out uh, like much later I found out that was Clapton playing the guitar and that was kind of my first, like, I want to play guitar. So I started doing that until my senior year of high school, listened to a Frey song. I was in a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru with my buddy Pat Carney, and we listened to uh, the Frey cable car song that came out. And I, fig- I his voice sounded similar to, like, what I thought my voice sounded like. So I was like, I will learn some of their songs, and then I tried one at a talent show in Middletown. That was the first one, and screwed up the words. and uh, <laughs> And so that was, like, my... Start and everyone nobody mentioned that I screwed up the words afterwards everyone was like wow you sounded really good And I was like, but I screwed up the words. So I'm like, yeah, don't worry about that. It still sound good so um, you know, I was in a rock band in high school and um, went, went to college started working writing my own songs and singing and doing blues jams and It just kind of kept evolving and I just kept doing it and um, I guess like the past I graduated from Shepherd and Shepherd University in 2010 and I, I just was like, I'm just going to make a go at music full time and um, did that for a while. got a nodule um, and couldn't sing for like six months, played guitar in some other bands. And um, and then the voice, once I started singing again, like started singing again in January and then in May, the voice called me. And so it was all so quick. And, um, and that's what I've said this in the WFRE interview, like Treva went through the, like the the casting the cattle call like thousands and thousands and she's like a true champion like she went she went through like i don't know what what the gauntlet you know like because like that's like you get up you sing a verse and a chorus and then like okay we'll call you if we want you you know it's like so hard to wrap your head around like because you leave and you don't know what's going to happen they might not call you so like anyone that did that and got as far as she did i'm like did you do
4: that? Well what happened is that they pull a couple people into a room at a time, the voice was way more organized so I'm sorry okay. about that, but um, uh, they pull like 10 people in at a time, you sing a verse and a chorus and then they're like oh okay everybody you did a great job keep working and stuff and then most people like don't get sent because they're very very picky but then they were yeah. like but then we want you to stay and then even then she was like I don't know if I want to pick you I want you to sing again Wow. and I had to sing a song but it was something I had to sing something more recent and, like, I sang a Florence and the Machine song, but then she wanted me to sing a more fl- recent one. So I sang, like, Shake It Out, but I didn't know the entire song. All I had to know was the verse and the chorus, so I sang that, she was like, oh, okay, you get a call back. Wow. And so that's what, like, I think, what they pull you guys directly to. Yeah. So,
3: so, so do you choose the songs that you perform on The Voice, mm. or do they say you should, you know, they do this category? category?
2: Yeah, they have like a list of songs that are cleared, and if you really want to do something, they'll. That's the cool thing with the voices; they never say no to anything you ask. Like, yeah, they
4: try. They're yeah, best. they
2: always give it a shot. They may not be able to make it work, but when you ask them, like, "Hey, can you guys do this?" they're like, "We'll look into that." Like, they're never just like no, which yeah. is like, that was like the coolest thing. And because um, I know a few people, uh, like like Sonic, she had like they gave her her blind audition song, and she's like. I don't like that song. So they gave her a second song. She's like, I don't like that song. <laughs> so they just like, you know, they, they work with you. And um, luckily, their, the song they chose for me was, uh, was Fly Me in the Moon, and I played that a like million, that bajillion times. So I was totally happy with it. But you get to, you kind of get to pick. Like, they give you a list of cleared songs. You make uh, like a list of 20 that you like. And then they kind of go from there. But mm-hmm. Fly Me in the Moon was not on that list. And they just were like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. Absolutely.
4: And they get a feel for like you like put down all your dream songs and stuff, and they get so they
2: yeah, they, get they an start idea. to understand and what you like. And they've been doing this okay. for so long now, and like they they've got it down. Like, yeah. Like they really know what they're doing. It's a well-oiled machine at this point. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Got so what what are any other cool experiences that you have had at The Voice that I guess were not captured on I have so many. camera mm-hmm. or? I've mean, still will I'll, I'll no, just go first since
2: I just said that, but I. Uh, one of the coolest things I got to do at the hotel, like the hotel we stayed at, like there was all sorts of musicians, like celebrity mm-hmm. musicians that stayed there and stuff. So, um, like Nora Jones, the Bam Perry, Eric Church, Lee Bryce, a bunch of people. But the one for me that was the coolest was uh, uh, David Crosby from Crosby and Nash, stayed there for like a week. And uh, so I kind of stalked him. And uh, <laughs> I saw, I was walking through the halls one day and I saw him in the cafe. So I ran into my room. I told my roommate James, and I was like, dude, Crosby's in the cafe. Like, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> go. I was like, I'm gonna go buy a coffee or something. I just gotta get like, so I went in there as he was leaving. I was buying a coffee, and, like, we talked a little bit, and he's, like, I was, like, his, his phone rang, so he's talking. I was, like, oh, like, I hope I can see you again. He's, like, are you gonna be out by the pool later? And I was, like, yeah, so went by the pool later, and uh, we talked about music. We had a lot of the same interests in different kinds of music, and um, he, uh, we started talking about guitars, and we were both guitar nerds, and... I play a guitar that a guy hand makes in Nashville, and he was interested in it, so he asked me to go get it and, and then he told me his gu- this guy in California makes his guitars, and so like we just like were nerding out and, and then he asked me to play like one of my songs for him, and then he played one of his songs for me, and it was like a cool moment I got to spend like the afternoon, and it was funny because everyone knows what Dave Dave Crosby looks like he's very very. Uh, distinguished, distinguishable, and so other people at the hotel would start to kind of get in, and then and then other contestants like would come in, like Adam, like a bunch of like people came, like and so we were all, and he was just asking us questions. And we're all playing our music to him, and uh, all these people were taking video, and so like our production team came down, and we're, they were like, guys, got to sorry, this is over, you know, because uh, like they can't, it's so top secret, they can't let things get out. But that was like the coolest, like. I don't know. He's one of my idols. Like I grew up listening to his music. My dad's It's probably my dad's favorite musician. So he was like freaking out. <laughs> but there's a video I, on my Facebook if you want to see.
4: Yeah, so I saw it. I remember you like telling me about it, but I wasn't actually there to uh-huh. see it stuff, So I'm so jealous. Yeah, I only saw one famous person. It was Amanda Bynes. It yeah, was,
2: like, you said <laughs> that you got to tell that cuz like I was so
4: <laughs> We had to do like uh like interviews or whatever and like taking pictures photo shoot kind of thing mm-hmm. and then it, they had to rush me out early because I had to get to my voice lesson just because that was how the schedule worked and stuff and so as we're walking out like we're with the PA and I'm with my me and my mom and then I see someone walk by and they have glasses on but I can tell just from her face and like her hair crazy hair. I was like <laughs> that's
2: Hannah Pines yeah
4: but she'd already like walked by and then I just saw her like go sit down I if it was anybody else I would have like gone up and walked to her them but like i wouldn't want to bother her yeah you don't know <laughs> yeah.
2: she might like flip out on you she's i feel bad yeah
4: <laughs> but it was just like i like told the pa i was like that, that's a man of minds and she's like really <laughs> so that was cool um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else
2: james and myself. i saw um we were walking down ventura we st- we were staying in studio city and we were walking down Ventura boulevard and Bob Saget like comes <gasps> no. up in his in his like he had like a Beamer SUV. It was it Arts Deli like right there? On,
4: uh, like, no. He just
2: like well, what was funny is we went to Arts Deli a couple times before, and there's a, they, I feel like the Deli like diner is like where all the business transactions happen in in Hollywood because like we saw like Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn was we there, saw yeah. um, oh, what's the Joe uh, Pappas was it? Joe? I can't. He's a stand-up comedian. Like he was with a group of friends and. Um, And so we saw, like, we're just walking down the street, and he just like pulls up, gets out of his car, tosses his keys to the valet, and walks in. It's just like, uh, I don't know. We also, like, I don't know if you ever saw hanging with Mr. Cooper back in the day. It was like, I don't know if it was a Disney show or something. You're definitely, you definitely didn't see it. (laughs) No, no, But no, it was hanging with Mr. Cooper. I can't remember what the dude's name is, but we saw him. Like, the cool thing about that uh, area too is um, nobody like really freaks out when they see these people. It's just kind of a. Ordinary occurrence the only people that were freaking out were us because we're all from all over the country and We're yeah. not used to it and like you I saw Janice Dickinson at the grocery store uh, One of the dudes from Mad Men
4: See, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get to see my eyes cool. were peeled
2: the whole time. I was just like constantly like, I know my my friend saw, <laughs> uh,
4: Sarah Paulson from, from American Horror Story. No
2: way. Yeah,
4: yeah, and um I think Kelsey said she thought she might have seen Amy Poehler. And I was uh, like...
2: I would be so jealous. Because she
4: wasn't sure because she didn't know her very well. But I was like, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> like Parks and Rec is the best show ever.
3: So what was it like um, having Christine Aguilera and Pharrell Williams as, you know, a, a mentor, as a coach? you know? Everybody asked me, like, did you have an idea of a coach before
4: you went in? And I told myself no. Because, like, I didn't... It, it all came down to, like, because every coach has, like... Good things about them—that's mm-hmm. different and unique. But I had just gone in being like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to what they say. And at that moment, I picked her because of everything she said. But then afterwards, like, I realized how perfect that was for me, because like, she was a child. She started young singing, and
2: she's just. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I had to say. It. You're like, she's a child.
4: No, I, I meant to be like, she was the... like a child singer, like yeah. child star kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so she knows what it's like, and she's just really, like, powerful singer and performer, and that's what I want to be. And, like, I idolized her my entire life because I think she's one of the greatest vocalists ever. So it was just a dream come true, and she's, like, so much nicer than what people think. (laughs) She really is. She,
2: like, that was the person I was the most nervous about singing in front of because, you know... Like, I've seen the show, I, I started watching the show while we were out there filming season 7 I mm-hmm. and Adam, even when, like, during blinds, when people would, like, screw up, Adam would always be like, hey, like, you screwed up, but, like, the, like." Yeah. and, like, yeah, same with, like, that. Pharrell, not... and the same with Blake, they're, they're very kind about it, and I just felt like, Christina's definitely, she's the best singer out of all of them. She's, like, <laughs> when she dies, like, the, she is gonna be considered, like, the greatest singer that ever lived. Like, she's, she's amazing. And so it made me very nervous to sing in front of her, but she never once said anything negative to me. The only thing she said uh, was after my knockout performance, she just thought it was more guitar focused than vocal focused, which is like, that is me. I'm a guitar player and, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm glad that it came across like that. Because I thought the performance was great, but I just like, I wanted America to know that that was like what I do. If they come and see me, I didn't want them to be like, why is he playing electric guitar? Because that's my, what I do. But um, I didn't. Know, I wanted Adam. I think going in to get back to your question, um, just because I like she idolized Christina. I idolized Adam growing up. Yeah,
3: and he's hitting that thing, yeah. trying to turn <laughs> his chair on, and you could see he wants so cool. to pick you so Man, bad. That was. You didn't know that it was filled up, right?
2: I didn't know his yeah. team was full. I was they like, when you. he turned around. Well, so they don't show this on TV. Adam, like, what you don't know about Adam is that he has a very. Uh, he's very vulgar. Like, he, he's, like he cusses a lot. <laughs>
3: they,
2: he, like, so, like, they
3: don't show a lot. Of- <laughs> I was going to say, they must take well, that like, out. That was, like,
2: in lives, like, just the other day, he was like, I can't cuss anymore, but, and he's because they can't edit it out now, it's all live. <laughs> yeah. And so he said, I can't cuss anymore, but that was blank awesome. Like, so, and, um, but, like, so he turned around, like, after, like, Fro and Blake turned, and then uh, him and Christina turned when the performance was over, and he, like, threw his pad across the room, and he was like, F word, like just blank, 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 blank. And um, just like, he was, and Christina was like, you need to chill out, this is like a family show, there's kids here, and he was like, I don't care, they're gonna have to hear it, they're gonna hear it from me first. And, uh, but it was funny. Um, and, it, and then I, you know, whenever we did the, the battle round, um, I ended up winning that, but I, but Adam said that he was gonna take me, or you said he'd take either of us. Um, if you know that didn't work out and then when the knockouts came Brian my freaking friend stole the steal from me so <laughs> no but uh, but it's okay I'm not I don't I, it is it's TV and that's the one thing I wanted to say too is uh, like everyone that sees like I'm sure they do this TV like oh I'm so sorry that you didn't get through and it's like it's not I, like that. like no like I was on, like, national TV. I got the exposure. I got more exposure than I wanted to. And, like, everyone, I feel like everyone thinks when you're done with the show that you're done singing. (laughs) Everyone's like, please keep singing, especially on Twitter. All these, like, little girls from all over the place are like, please don't stop singing. And I'm like... Uh, <laughs> or they're like, I can't wait for your album to come out. I'm like, I already have one. Out. Like they, it's just so funny. <laughs> like they think that this is like the only thing I've ever done or I've ever wanted to do. And and to be honest with you, I just like w- wanted to use this experience to to get um, some street credit. Like I've been doing this for four or five, or I guess five or six years now. And when I'm booking gigs and stuff, like I have nothing to say other Rag than like, hey, I'm a songwriter. <laughs> you should book me. You know, like so now at least this ha- is helping and. Um, Yeah, I just want to say to anyone listening, like, neither of us, no no one that's on this show is just going to stop, except for Jacob, uh, Jacob Rummel, (laughs) who was on Team Pharrell. So I was, I'm booking this gig in Cleveland right now, and, uh, and so I texted him, I was like, hey man, I'm booking a gig in Cleveland in July, like, would you come sing a song, or like, just come, like, if I come up there. And he was like, I'll come watch, but I'm not singing. I'm retired. And this kid is 19 years old. <laughs> and I think he's a, he's, a, he's a jokester. I think he's probably just kidding. He's kidding. But it, it, it's hilarious. But um, no, none of us are going to quit singing. I mean, like, this was just a step up. This is like the big, a new beginning for us. So
3: Yeah. So I guess I'm sure everybody's asking, what's what's next? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in the immediate future, in the far future, future, what's, what's next? <laughs> So, it's like, I didn't even have a career at all. Like, I know for, like,
4: a lot of the kids, like, it's still relatively new, but they've been, like, singing and stuff, but it's like, I performed five times on stage, so it's all really, really new. Still blows
2: my mind. <laughs> I performed five times ever, slash, Christine is my coach, and, <laughs> you know, like, that's just so funny to me. Yeah,
4: awesome. I, I, I don't believe it. I'm never going to believe it, but, um, it's... It's like a work in progress kind of thing. I'm learning. I learned so much about like not only just singing in general, but like music industry and just how to do this kind of things. But for right now, I'm just gonna try to like perform locally and uh, put stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, are you planning? Do you have any uh, post high school plans? Because I know you're a junior at Walker'sville High. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Well,
4: like right now, I'm kind of just trying to keep my options open because I've always said like singing is my number one like dream and goal in life. But like. My backup plan, which should be a backup plan because it's really really difficult, is like to be a surgeon because I'm really like interested in medicine and science and all that. So I, for right now, I'm just trying to keep my options open. I don't know if I'm gonna go, like, straight into music or if I'm gonna go to college for music or pre-med kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet, but just.
3: But you plan to, to stay work. in in Walker'sville High for finish up your yeah. time there. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. about my senior year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I
2: uh, I've been doing. I, I, it's one of those things. I've walked too far into the forest. So if I turn around, it's going to take me longer to get out than if I just. I feel like if I just keep going. <laughs> um, you know, I've sacrificed a lot for for music. And uh, I'm, my immediate plans is uh, May first. I'll be relocating to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh wow! Um, technically May first is that's when the move-in date is. I've got so much stuff going on. Like I'm. My best friend's bachelor party is that weekend, so uh, I won't actually move into like a little bit later than that. But anyways, I'm sorry to get off track. I'm moving to Nashville, um, but I'm basically doing the same thing I've been doing um, is just gigging. Like I'm doing a tour in July with Connor Pledger, who's one of my best friends, who's he was on season four of The Voice. Um, he uh, is awesome. He's such a good songwriter and singer. Um, But we're doing a tour in July. Um, I'm doing a Northeast tour in August. I'm going to the West Coast probably in September doing Music over there and in the midst of all that uh, I'm starting work on my second album Um, So I'm actually What is it? It's this next week. What's it's Friday? So next week the 17th? I'm starting uh, To record my second album It's gonna start recording one, I'm gonna do one song, usually I do everything kind of at once, I'll do like all the drums and then all the, bi- and I layer everything and it takes a while, but um, for the purpose of now, just trying to strike while the iron's hot, I'm gonna record one song first, put that out um, as soon as I can, well as soon as we're allowed to, and then just work on the rest of the album and put that out when it's ready, just just to keep people interested I guess, you know, keep, you know, cause like, this stuff dries up quick, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the whole voice experience and stuff, um, as far as people um, remembering that you were on it and stuff, you know, unless you tell them. But I feel like, uh, just try to milk it. <laughs> yeah, trying to milk it, so I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just constantly writing and constantly performing, so that's my future. And the, the thing is, after something like this happens, you're like, well, now what do you do? Like, you yeah. did like something like nationally recognized, it's and like, how do you go back? now you go back and play like clubs again and stuff, and um, like as far as like what's the next peak? Not like what am I gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do next, but as far as like accomplishing something, I don't really know what to do, like like other than just like have some huge single or something. But uh I don't know, it's me. I'm just gonna focus on music and keep playing and just hope people show up and listen and Yeah. I'll so,
5: listen.
3: <laughs> so do you guys have any advice for anybody who wants to break into the industry, it seems like Frederick County, I mean, two contestants were on yeah. The Voice from this area. It sounds like, you know, it's still so place water. to make it's it. <laughs> still so weird. Because yeah. I was like, one yeah, friend We were at the was, airport. Yeah, yeah.
2: And we are just like- Who are you with?
4: Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. Uh, a girl, she didn't make the basketball lines, uh, the team's filled up, but um, she was like, oh, this guy's from Maryland too, because she already knew him and I already knew her. And I was like, oh, where are you from? And he goes, Myersville. And I was like, Frederick, yeah. Like, what high school did you go so to? Crazy. And he's like Middletown, and the and I said rivalry like began. rivals. <laughs> <laughs> when I first meet his dad, he goes, "Boo Lions." Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, we have a long uh, and trying history between our high schools.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, what advice would you have for for your musicians mm-hmm. getting into the field?
4: Again. I mean, for me, it's just like I come from such a weird situation that you wouldn't think with like whole deaf parents thing and just being so inexperienced that I would just break out like that. And it's not like I have any other family members, really, because like my uncle's in a band and stuff. He's been playing music, but all my family's in Canada because we were from there. Mm. So it's not like I've really had any influence. It's just, it's so cheesy, but like as long as you really like put your all and you really, you really, really love something, you just got to go for it and you really have to stop worrying what other people think mm-hmm. and just put your all that's into it. That's
2: like what I learned the most is because I never thought I was cut out for these shows. I've told you probably in, in our interviews that I've like always felt like these kind of things weren't for me. I don't have like the acrobatic vocal, uh, you know, wherewithal. But um, cool thing was that I learned from working with Pharrell was uh, like being proud to be different. And that's like something you hear all growing up. Like be like being different is cool. Don't try to be like anyone else. But um, it didn't ever make sense to me until this experience and I was like wow okay I get what you're saying like you don't have to try to compete with other people in the certain ways that they're competing with themselves like you just compete with yourself that's really it yeah but uh, my advice is like you know regardless of whether it's music or whatever just find something you love to do Um, and especially today you can turn anything into a job you know what I mean they hire the audience like so if you just like sitting (laughs) down and watching other people Move to California and try to get a job being an audience member. Like, yeah. so I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> wow. just, just to be realistic. Like, you just, I, I, think you can find, you can, you can really make a living doing anything. I think you just should focus on what you love to do and just work as hard as you can at it. That's my advice.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, any lasting words? Anything else you guys want to comment or talk about or tell Frederick County?
4: Well, I just want to say, like, he was talking about, like, Pharrell just being so nice and stuff. Pharrell is one of the, I mean, all the coaches are so nice, but I wasn't expecting Pharrell to be so, he's so calm but mm-hmm. when he talks to you. He just, like, he makes you feel like you're important. And, like, And
2: it's so funny when the other coaches make fun of him, he never, like, snaps he back just, or anything. He just he's just, sits just there. like, always oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, he's like, okay. Like, he, he just looks
4: like he's just, like, really focusing on everything. And he's never, like, from what I've heard, like, talking to Sawyer and Mia, like, he's never, like, Laughing or making—he well, makes jokes and stuff, but it's never like rambunctious and yeah. that kind of thing. He's just like very calm and collected, and he's, he just really thinks about what he says. And he's always
2: thinking about music. I think I told you this in one of our interviews. He, uh, we were doing this thing. Um, we had like a little teleprompter, and I would say, "Hi, I'm Paul. Fowl. I'm representing you." We were shooting stuff for local news, and Ooh. I'm representing you uh, on The Voice on Team Pharrell. And then Pharrell was supposed to say, "Turn in, tune in Monday Tuesday nights to check out this guy." Whatever and he was just staring at the teleprompter, and I finished saying what I was saying, I look over at him, and he's just staring at the teleprompter, <laughs> and so like the producer's like, "Bro, like, hey bro, bro." <laughs> he's like, oh man, I was lost in this chorus. Like, he was like in the middle of a song, and like that was, any time being around him was always inspiring because he never quits. Like, that's why he is where he is. Um, but to get back to your question, uh, to <laughs> the final words that I always say at the end of every interview is like, the support that I get from this hometown that I've gotten since that first performance at my high school that was treacherous, you know, and they still were like, you should keep doing this. Like, it's always been positive, and um, and this area has stuck by me even through, you know, through failures and, um, you know, just missed attempts and, and things like that, so I'm so grateful, and I am moving to Nashville, but this will always, you know, be home, and this will always be a very special place to me, and. Um, So just thank you to every single person within this county line.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I feel the same way because I had never anticipated it at all. I expected people to get, like, excited about it, but I wasn't expecting so many people to be, like, so supportive, and they really just want to hear my voice. And not only, like, in Frederick County or, like, in my high school. It's been, like, all over, like, different places. Like, people tweet at me, like, Mm -hmm. We love you from Brazil, and Dude, stuff.
2: Dude, there's so many Brazilian fans that are. Brazilians
4: so, are so wild. Yeah.
2: They love this They're show. They're just like, yeah.
4: come to Brazil, we love you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm work.
2: I'm I'm actually working on it. My, so my buddy, I'm sorry, like to we're get we keep getting off topic this whole time. That's fine.
4: We're, we're both <laughs> ramblers. Yeah, so we, just, we
2: are. Like, we talk forever. <laughs> yeah, you should see when we talk to each other. We just talk at the same time. Yeah. Um. No, but I'm uh. just like biting my, my buddy right Connor now. was on season four of the Voice, and his friend, his like best friend from the show. He didn't get onto the show, and then um, Brazil started doing their own voice, and he went did that, and he won the Voice Brazil. And so, right, yeah. So right now, what we're trying to do is like him, me, and that guy are trying to do a show in Brazil, like in winter.
4: That is
5: so cool.
2: So we're just trying, we're trying to put it together right now. But like she said, there's so many fans from like Venezuela, Peru, Brazil, like all these like Latin American countries. So like strike all the irons hot, like I was just saying. (laughs)
4: Yeah, another thing that I think is really cool is like the whole deaf community has just been like by my side supporting me a hundred percent I think that's like super cool because it's not something they experience like directly, but like they they know just from like seeing everything that I'm saying and they just watch how I perform and stuff and um, they just read all my Facebook posts and everything yeah. and they just they've been like backing me up 100 percent I I'm so so thankful because I would hate to Misre- misrepresent, like such an amazing community, and I'm happy that they're proud of me, and I'm proud of them. Yeah.
3: And actually, one last <laughs> thing, as you guys talk about fans, um, someone on Twitter asked us one of the questions they would like me to ask you is, "What is your favorite Pokemon?" Squirtle. Oh. Squirtle. 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 Wow, that Always was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: didn't really get into Pokemon, so I'm just trying to think of one that I know the name of. I'm so sorry. I was straight that. up
4: in California, sitting on the the like.
2: I think what I saw a called? picture of you. Like, you posted a picture of your, your yeah. Game boy or whatever? Yeah. yeah, with
4: my DS. I'm playing the new Pokémon because I am that much of a nerd while everybody oh. else is outside enjoying the sun sign. Nope. I'm on my DS
1: playing Pokémon. I'm Pokemon. gonna
2: say... <laughs> uh, I'll say... Uh, Charizard was one, right? He's,
4: he's sick.
2: Isn't he like... Because I remember like everyone wanted the Charizard card. Back in the day, <laughs> like the, it was like a shiny. See, core. I just like
4: play like the video games. I've yes, never see. been like. I mean, or they, Pikachu.
2: Pikachu's super cute. Yeah. Like I would love Pikachu as a pet. Like Charizard would not be a good pet because he like dangerous. blows fire yeah. right.
4: So is Pikachu, yeah. Though. So it's Pikachu. It would be a fire hazard. Is Pikachu Shock you. Like Squirtle, like he'll just like is make like, it rain.
2: Is there a <laughs> dog? Is there like a dog? Because uh, yeah. I like dogs. Yeah. Whatever dog at you, I'll use <laughs> That's my you. favorite.
3: Well, thank you both for, uh, yeah, for coming for to be here.
5: Yeah, it's Well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water.
0: This episode of the For the Record podcast was recorded at the Frederick News Post offices in Frederick, Maryland. It was written, edited, and produced by Colin McGuire. That would be me. And none of it could have ever happened without the help of both Travis Pratt and Sarah Hardison, though this time around... Some special, special thank yous need to go out to Graham Cullen and Paige Jones, the former, helped out with the video that you can see on Frederick Playlist right now. There is video of the performances that these two did, and Paige obviously did the interview, and she played such a huge role in coordinating all of this and organizing it. So we love her to death. We love him to death. None of this happens without them. Go buy them gifts and write them nice letters. I would like to thank dearly Paul Fowl and Treva Gibson. To learn more about Fowl, you can follow him on Twitter at Paul Fowl, or you can check him out at paulfowlmusic.com. To learn more about Gibson, you can follow her on Twitter at Treva Gibson, or check her out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Treva Gibson Music. We could not be more thankful that they took the time out of their busy days to drop everything and come in and talk a bit with us. And if you get a chance, go check out everything they're doing from now on until the end of eternity try and help to support local artists local music these guys made it very very far getting on the voice we have so much respect and admiration for everything they've accomplished we hope it's only the beginning of a great great ride for both of them now as always friends as we like to say here's hoping for an episode number 18.